Welcome to the Triangle Gardener Show, Warrior Guide to Enjoyable Gardening in North Carolina. This year, the National Park Service is celebrating their 100th anniversary. Now, when I hear the words National Park, I think about the big grand parks out west. Bryce, Grand Canyon, Yellowstone. But most of us live in urban centers, and we're more likely to experience our own local parks. I talked with two experts who gave me very different takes on why parks matter in our lives. Well, I'll just say find your park, use it, enjoy it. Thanks to Garden Destinations, who sponsored this story. Garden Destinations is a new digital magazine for travelers who want to include the world's finest public gardens and garden destinations in their travel plans. You can find them at their website, gardendestinations.com. Now, here's today's story. Well, I'm Myron Floyd, uh, professor and department head at NT State in the Department of Parks, Recreation, and Tourism Management. Um, my research area deals with the role of public parks and green space in promoting public health. Over the last 10 years, I've focused on how parks and primarily urban parks, how they contribute to physical activity. But that work is expanding to include other, uh, other health outcomes, such as mental health. Dr. Floyd, gardeners spend time outside, and we get a lot of physical activity. But beyond all those bug bites and sunburns, is being outside in our gardens actually good for us? We have research that shows um, that parks and green space helps to reduce or alleviate stress. And that um, is important for a number of reasons. I mean, we live stressful lives. I mean, most of us who work day to day and there's just a lot going on. Um, parks and green space provides a place that we can go to and and get and get some relief. And it, not only that, it we've there's there are studies that show that even having uh, being exposed to green during our workday, or I mean during a, a short w- walk at work, or having green outside of a window, can help um, help us uh, in terms of our our uh, mental well being. So there's a third category. So I talked about um, like physical activity being a benefit or health benefit related to parks and there's this cognitive health or mental mental health but there are, there's also research that shows that green space and gardens could be one of those um, or in type of green space they provide social benefits so they allow community people in communities to come together and be more neighborly and so that's a benefit in terms of social cohesion. We have this sense of community that we can share this garden space and there's shared ownership. And so that promotes um, kind of that 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 promotes community. Um, when we think about what a community is, people coming together and having common bonds and, and similar values. So um, gardens in that way and other similar types of shared green space has that kind of social benefit. Most of us live in urban centers, so what's the future for our parks? That's a great question. Um, right now, about 80% of the population in the United States and throughout the world um, lives in an urban or urbanizing area, and that will increase, as you mentioned. And the role of parks and green space uh, will become more important because of the different types of benefits it provides, health benefits, but also because of other ecosystem services, whether it's... Um, helping to clean our air, purify air, purify water, um, 
provide habitat for wildlife, a number of uh, benefits and ecosystem services that parks and green space provide. So in that sense, those areas will become more important. I guess the challenge would be how to provide the kinds of green space or provide access to those to that green space so that all, so that the different parts of the urban population can have access to it. Dr. Floyd's comment about parks purifying water got me thinking about a young woman I know whose work focuses on just that. Hi, I'm Wendy Patapersti. I am a natural resources extension agent for Watauga County. Since we recorded this interview, Wendy's moved on to work with the Blue Ridge Conservancy. But when we talked, she took me on a tour of an urban park that not only serves her local community, it provides an important benefit to where I live, over 150 miles away. Right now, we are in a fabulous, wonderful community space in Boone, North Carolina. It's actually a park um, along the Greenway. It's a long, linear park that flows next to the headwaters of the New River um, in the New River watershed. And it's the Clawson Burnley Park. This park reclaimed an area that had been condemned by FEMA. It's now a beautiful park bordering the headwaters in the New River. It's well loved by the people in Boone, but it also acts like a filter, protecting the river from the stormwater that otherwise would drain directly into it. So the, the stormwater wetland that's over here is about 1.4 acres. It's got a trail around the whole thing for, for people to view it. And it captures about 44 acres of land surface that drains into the wetland that used to drain into our headwaters of the New River. And now it, um, it captures uh, water from uh, baseball fields, um, parking lots, rooftops, roads, um, all the things that you can see around here. So it's capturing a lot. And it's, it's, it starts at the beginning. Like I said before, it was linear. So it starts up top and it flows down kind of in a, in a linear space with 14, 13 or 14 pools that um, help clean the water before it gets back into the new river. Now, you mentioned earlier that you've done some studies on the water quality in that area and the river. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, it's really fun. We've actually, since we're in a university town, we've got university students who can use this wetland as um, research and as student projects. And so we've had, over the past five years, we've had lots of students coming out and monitoring water quality, um, how plants are uptaking nutrients, uptaking heavy metals, um, other pollutants, and seeing what it is at the beginning and the end and seeing those reductions. Um, and then also it's a wonderful space for young kids. So we bring out anywhere from kindergarten through eighth grade out here to monitor and look at the river, look at the wetland and, and kind of compare and contrast. How is a river different from a wetland? And so we can look at the pH and the temperature and the dissolved oxygen and even the critters, all the dragonfly larvae you know, are different from a pond to a river. And so the kids really enjoy, and it's fascinating even to look at the plants and the vegetation that surrounds the wetlands versus a river. So it's just a great tool for outdoor education um, here in town. So we get the kids from all the different elementary schools to come out and through the university, then even the community. We do community tours out here and people who are interested in native plants and insects and just learning about water quality and how watersheds function. So it's a great outdoor classroom. This park cleans up water flowing into the New River. And that river supplies water to communities in the western part of our state. There are 17 major river basins in North Carolina, and they're interconnected. So I had to ask Wendy, when I'm down in Durham, 
Should I care about the rain that's falling up here in the mountains? Absolutely. So fascinating up here in the mountains. We have this high, we're, we're here in Boone, we're at the top of the mountain. There's no rivers flowing into our county. It's all flowing out. So when it rains here, if the rainwater hits a rooftop, goes into a ditch, goes into a stream, that is rainwater that we cannot use again. So it's flowing off the mountain and it's not recharging our groundwater. So these little stormwater control measures or BMPs that we're talking about are super important to capture that stormwater, to capture that rainwater that comes off the rooftop, to infiltrate it back into the ground and let it slowly recharge through all of our soils. And we got great soils for rain gardens and grassy swales and yeah, great infiltration rates. And so um, it's really a wonderful thing to capture that water, put it in a rain garden to where it can recharge our groundwater because that groundwater is connected to our rivers. That's why we actually have water in our streams up here in the headwaters, even when we haven't had rain in two weeks. The rivers are still flowing because it's coming from that groundwater. And that's why our rivers are so cold and, can and our trout can live here because it's cold. Oh, that cold water would feel great when I'm coming in from working in the garden. I'm often dirty and tired, and sometimes I'm bug-bitten and a little banged up, but I always feel better. Dr. Floyd's right. My garden is like a little urban park. I get exercise, I relax, I socialize with my neighbors who inevitably stop and ask me what I'm working on. But as Wendy showed me, urban parks help protect our health in a different way. By filtering stormwater, the Klaus and Bernie Park helps keep the water in our river system cleaner. That's our drinking water, and it matters how we treat it. The National Park Service is running a campaign encouraging us to find our park. But my park isn't some faraway place. It's the Umstead State Park near my house. But I'm starting to think of the Klaus and Bernie Park up here in Boone as my park, too. After all, it protects my drinking water. To find out what you can do to help protect our parks, visit our website, trianglegardener.com. There you'll find links to park listings and other resources. You can also find past episodes from our podcast and stories from our magazine. We're also on iTunes. If you like what we're doing, give us a review. I'm Lise Jenkins, and this is the Triangle Gardener Show. We're your guide to enjoyable gardening in North Carolina. Thanks for listening. <laughs>